0: Well, welcome to the Political Panda program on this absolutely horrifically horrible Thursday. I mean, it's been horrific. Uh, While well, looking and reading the things I've read this morning, I, I, you know, it's been, other than that, it's been a great morning. I had to do a lot of errands this morning, so, you know, it's been fun. And of course, of course, I am so very happy all of you could join me here today. Of course, if you have not already subscribed or, you know, hit that like button or done anything to support the show today, please do so. It really helps me a ton and gets me into the algorithm so that we can grow as an audience and truly it'll help me, you know, hopefully feel a bit better after the mass amounts of horror I've I've endured over this amount of time. Anyway, so it's going to be a bit of a, a, bit, a bit interesting show today, of course, the groomer's still out in full, full force, but, of course, we've got even more with today's opening clip.
1: I'm a clinical psychologist by training, and I am the director of the Yale Gender program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, three to 25, and their families. We um, help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary. We help them with their gender journey, um, thinking through that, thinking through the risks and the benefits of uh, medical intervention, uh, starting medical intervention, um, and also building supports around them. And I love what I do, so it's really, really wonderful to to be working in this field and to be working with individuals who are gender diverse and gaining their support and helping them on their gender journeys.
0: Uh, 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 It just, it doesn't, it doesn't get any, any easier, does it? No, it it doesn't. It it just fucking doesn't. I, I, I don't understand. I really, really, really don't. Like, do people just not understand that this is wrong? No, of course not. Of course, of course not. We will always continue, and I will always keep putting on this no matter how many times, you know. it, It needs to be said continuously, all around the clock, for how horrific all of this stuff is. But, hey, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's hard to be excited. You know, because it's hard to be excited for anything anymore. You know, any time you know something's announced anymore, you know, my 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 first thought isn't to be excited. Or even with this, with some listening to people like this, I've just grown to accept that there are people out there that they think what they're doing is right, and people out there will think that what I'm think that what I'm doing is wrong by calling them out on it. And they'll be like, well, he exists, but, you know, they'll call me a terrorist, a, you know, an extremist, or whatever they want to call me. It's fine. I've learned to accept that. But, of course, hey, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's extremely fine. So, you might have remembered a story uh, we talked about yesterday uh, about this guy. I'll go ahead and I will play the video again. Because who doesn't love torture ourselves? And uh have a bit of an update on, on that story. So keep in mind that the original video was posted back on August 15th. So back on Monday is when this original video was posted. I don't know when the actual video is posted because I don't care about going on the TikTok. to Look for it. But you might remember this guy and how he was trying to join some sororities at the University of Alabama.
1: Hey y'all, it's Grant. Today is day five of Alabama Rush, and it is the first day of sisterhood around. I'm so excited. I cannot
0: wait. Um, So I'm gonna give you guys an OOTD. And yeah, so my shirt is, my dress is from Hello Molly. Thank you so much, Hello Molly. Love you. My, like, this thing is from Shin. My shoes are from Shin. And my ring is from graduation. Oh, not again. That is so funny. And, uh, yep, that's it. So, wish me luck today, and thank you so much. And my makeup is done by me again. Uh, you look like a doll. Like a Ken doll, but in a dress. Anyway, mm-hmm. happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Manga, happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. God, I feel like fucking John Panette. If you don't know who John Pinette, seriously, take take some time out of your day and, and and look up some of his some of his specials. R.I.P. He he was he was absolutely fantastic. So, the biological male student, this comes from the post-millennial who identified as trans, was denied membership from all of University Alabama sororities. That's right. Over the past week, hundreds of students at the University of Alabama participated in Rush Week, uh, tri- uh, vying for uh, sports at the institution's uh, coveted sorority houses. Among them was biological male Grant Sykes, who identifies as transgender. Sykes attempted to obtain a bid for the numerous sororities, but by the end of the week, he had been denied by all of them, following Sykes' unanimous rejection. Sykes shared a post on Instagram, outlining Sykes. Unfortunately, this chapter is closed, Sykes wrote. The recruitment journey is over for me. Being dropped from my last house this morning uh, during primary recruitment at University of Alabama doesn't come as a surprise, considering out of almost 20 chapters, I was dropped by every single one of them, except for two before day one. I'm hopeful of a future where everyone is welcomed For just being themselves, everywhere. If you're going through a hard time today, remember that life is too short to ponder on things lost. Choose happiness, and always look for positive things throughout life. Move on, see the good, see the bad. Hope for the best, brave the worst. (laughs) Mm. Of course, uh, uh... Of course... I would, apparent, I would I would. say very much congrats to all of women. I have not given up on you just yet. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, you know what? I'll give you that, women. You you did something right for once. The, the non-compassionateness of you. I mean, I'm not really surprised it's Alabama, out of all places. But you know, it is a university. And honestly, surprised that none of the university sororities wanted to have a transgender. But you know what? I, I salute them. I salute you women. You did a great thing. A fantastic thing. Bro, I seen this, like, super late yesterday. I'm so glad I found this. This was great. It truly truly made me happier before I logged off my computer. Well, Senator uh, Joe Manchin is having a bit of uh, post-bill signage regret, not to be confused with post-nut uh, regret, Uh, over his, over, you know, him agreeing and signing on with the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, or as I would like to call it, the Inflation Increation Act. So, yep, Joe Manchin, of course, admitted on Tuesday that the the act would not immediately impact, would not have an immediate impact on inflation. Well, then what the fuck's the point? Aren't you guys meant to be all about the here and now? Because you guys don't ever think about the future, about anything? Uh, anyway... Uh, Fox News correspondent Hilary Vaughn asked Manchin on Tuesday whether Democrats misled Americans by claiming the bill would reduce the uh, reduce inflation and thus lower the price of dirty goods. Why would it? Of course. He, he knows damn well it fucking won't. Well, immediately it's not. We're, we've never said anything about uh, well, anything would happen immediately, like turn the switch on and off. The moderate Democrat then claimed the proper way to respond to an inflation crisis is not by... Raising interest rates, uh, yeah yeah, it is, done in recent weeks to starve, uh, save off the inflationary pressures. We're fighting like the Dickens. you got to produce yourself out of this if you think that you're going to wait on the Federal Reserve to raise rates to discourage you from buying anything. And that's going to take care of our inflation. That's not how you take care of inflation. Well, I mean, what you're saying is not partially wrong, but uh, being a little bit dishonest, no, you have to raise rates. To get this to slow down. You know, slow everything down so we can bring it down over time. And from the way things were are gonna sit right now, uh, we gotta fucking hit the brakes so hard or else we'll fucking go off the cliff and land in ourselves in a nice little fucking depression. Because, yay! Who doesn't love those? I love depressions. They're so much fun. Maybe we can have the Great Depression, too. And then we can have another Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt-type president who can... You know, extended. Oh, so magical, so brilliant. Oh, I'm so excited. I am exhilarated. Oh, man. Of course, you know, a new one coming out from the bill, of course, sticking with Senator Manchin. Apparently, uh, Bill Gates, you know, the founder of Microsoft, named after his penis, uh, lobbied Senator Joe Manchin for months in support of the progressive climate change uh. Uh, legislation that eventually passed with his support. Shouldn't have, but here we are. Anyway, uh, Gates, a long-time of Green Policy Agenda, also favored by the Biden administration, obviously sat down with Manchin to discuss, and, you know, pressured him. Which, uh, of course, you know, you know, great stuff there. Good, you know the guy who knows nothing about farming, who owns the most farmland in all of the U.S. I'm sure there's nothing, nothing that he, nothing that he's doing with that, nothing. Well, sticking with the deep state, obviously the FBI is, you know, under a lot of fire. The D- D- Justice Department, Merrick Garland. Well, of course they would tell us that no one is above the law. No one is, right? Well, there's a bit of a list here of people who are above above the law. So let's go through the top 20 people who are, you know, above the law, according to our gracious people known as the Democrats. Now, starting with number 20, you know, we'll go backwards from the way the article has it, Uh, themselves. The same people who control the enforcement law, who love lording, and who no one is above the law over Americans are the ones who they themselves think that they are above everyone. That's why the FBI skirted any of Congress' attempts at oversight, and even though it has a long history of botched and politicized investigations, sometimes authorized on falsified information, you know, they're they're always always good. Of course, uh, number 19... Uh, All the Russian hoaxers, Uh, plenty in the FBI and DOJ broke the law, lying on official documents about the Russian collusion hoax. But of course, you know, uh, in a hearing in early August that so far none of the FBI agents in the Spygate scandal against the Trump administration have faced any consequences. But, But we're not done. We're only at 18 is Susan Rice, President uh, Obama's national security advisor, unmasked members of the Trump transition team, then lied about it. Unmasking may be a legitimate and legal process for those with the authority, but covering up an attempt to target political enemies of the regime is an abuse of power that deserves an examination. But instead, another action that was not taken. Eric Holder, the misled, he misled Congress during investigation in the Obama era, That's always fun. The NSA. For the white taping scandal and still spying on Americans. Of course, Eric Swalwell. uh, Speaking of communist China, literally, you know, fucked a Chinese spy. So, yeah. Always good. Uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, undermined Trump by having secret conversations with the enemy and the calls promised to warn China if they ever decided to attack. Yeah, yes, yes. Warn the enemy before we attack them. Uh, Mark Elias, uh, he were tried to undermine new elections, something the FBI loves to spy on Americans for, has a reputation for meddling and manipulating the elections. In a federal judge reprimanded him for it. Unlike, you know, other people, he, you know, didn't get anything. Uh, anyone on the Jeffrey Epstein club clients list, uh, of course, Uh, of course, the Pelosi family, you know, the people that are the best stock traders in the history of stock trading, you know, they're, (sighs) I wonder what would cause that. It's not like there's, you know, a person in their family that just so happens to work in the government who can just so conveniently know when legislation for a certain thing is going to make a stock price go up or down or not. Uh, Of course, anyone who uh, is threatened over the SCOTUS, uh, Dobbs leak, of course, for all the people like that, of course. Uh, Jane's Revenge, the, you know, uh, you know, people who are responsible for setting fire to buildings of, you know, pregnancy centers, you know, just, just, it took us a little while. We'll get to it eventually. Of course, climate insurrectionists, the Summer of Rage Riders of 2020, Gavin Newsom and every other dem who partied while Americans were forced to stay at home, the uh, illegal border crossers, everyone involved in Benghazi, Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden, and of course, Joe Biden. All, you know, they're just, they might be a little bit above the law. They might be, but we don't know yet. We don't know. We're still figuring it out, and the government will get back to you of whether they were above the law or not. Well, Target, the retail giant, is uh, not doing so hot. Uh, Just this last quarter, the retail giant's profits were down 90% in the second quarter, as net earnings were just... 183 million now for you know most people would be like oh that's a lot of money but when you think about it for like a corporation as big as target that's extremely low the same time last year it re- reported net earnings of 1.8 billion there you go just form proof however this wasn't a matter of fall sales in fact sales actually increased they grew by 2.6 percent but the drop in profit can be attributed to the company's choice to slash prices on certain goods to account for the economic conditions under the Biden administration. Hey, this is what happens. You know, you try to do a sale, you try to do a good thing to the people, but hey, this is what, uh, what happens when that happens. You're freaking, that, that's a massive, massive drop. 183 million to from the 1.8 of last time, that's... That, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, seriously, that's nothing to cough or anything at. That's, that's a massive drop, and that could be really damaging for a Target in the long run. They're gonna have to do something in order to make up the loss in profit, of course. But, to tell you where we're at. Even when you have an increase in sales, and some, even though you might have some area where, you know, some, you know, areas of improvement, doesn't always mean you're doing just fine. Biden administration, oh, we've created so many jobs! Yeah, but we're still in a recession. But we're just creating so many jobs, we couldn't be in a recession, we're just... Yeah, no, that's not really a good measurement of it. But... Hey, hey, you know I'm I'm not an economist, so what what do I know? Well, monkeypox, it doesn't go away; it stays among us. And well, a new, new, new claim is that skin-to-skin contact during sex between men and not intercourse itself drives. Uh, so that the claim that skin-to-skin contact during sex between men not intercourse itself drives uh, most monkeypox transmission is likely backwards, as a growing group of experts say. Well, the experts. I mean, I'm I'm going to hope that this is right. Of course, monkeypox monkey uh, outbreak in May. Jeez, it's been since May now? God, it's been three months. Can you guys not figure it out? Just don't fuck. It's not hard. It's really not. Just don't have sex for like a few weeks at most, maybe a month. Believe me, it's not hard. Uh, of course, disease experts have told the public that the virus is rarely transmitted through skin-to-skin contact between a particular sex... ...in particular during sex between men. Now, however, a, a expanding class of experts have come to believe that sex between men itself, both anal as well as oral, Jesus Christ, didn't need to read that, is likely the main driver of global monkeypox transmission okay Uh, nice nice very very nice of course there's a lot of growing experts that are not believing this and you know what personally i'm not surprised now here's the thing as a person who loves vaccines i really do i love them they're great they're fantastic and when they're not like the covid vaccine that's more of a treatment for covid and you know they're actually meant to you know make you immune to covid they are fantastic but, here's the thing. There is a monkeypox vaccine. Now, I'm going to be really honest. Am I going to get the monkeypox vaccine? Probably not. And you're going to be saying, well, why aren't you going to get the monkeypox vaccine? Well, you see, I'm not gay. And I don't plan on having sex with another dude anytime soon. And, first off, if I look at a man naked and I see... You know some weird fucking shit around his junk, and clearly I I know yeah no nah, it's not happening yeah, you clearly have monkeypox, so yeah no, but obviously I since I'm not gay I have no plans of getting monkeypox, I don't talk to many people so it's not like within the time that this thing is going on that I'll probably ever get a girlfriend who just so happens to have monkeypox it's like oh what are the chances oh no. Finally get a girlfriend, but she's got monkeypox. Ah, shit. Man, the last guy you must have been with was a bisexual. Man, who knew? Anyway. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wild. But of course, that's monkeypox. Of course. Hmm. Interesting. My things isn't working anymore. Well, anyway, bit odd. But of course, you know what else is odd? China's real estate uh, collapsed. I've obviously, I've kind of talked about this a little bit. I've been watching a lot on this over the past few weeks. There's a great YouTube channel that does great content over on YouTube. I've been watching that's been talking about the issues that China is currently facing and China right now is having a overall real estate breakdown okay their real estate market is going up in flames right now as of right now Chinese developers have lost at least 90 billion dollars in last year home prices have gone down over the last 11 months, and dozens of developers have defaulted on their debts. Many of them have stopped work on unfinished housing, which has sparked a mass outrage and even protest. More than 80% of Chinese homebuyers take out mortgages and begin paying them down before their prospective house is completed arrangement, which once was a source of easy accessible capital in the red hot housing market, has us countless Chinese consumers holding the bag on half finished homes that may never fully be constructed. Thousands of home buyers are refusing to pay their mortgages or on unfinished properties. In a mortgage boycott that has spread to nearly one hundred cities and is affecting three hundred and twenty development projects, it has gotten to the point where no one is taking care of it, so we naturally also to defend our rights when boycotted Cotter who wanted to remain anonymous. If we the people are not happy, it's difficult to have a stable society. She told the outlet that some home buyers who demanded answers have been threatened or detained for their trouble. Yeah, they've deployed tanks. That's right. They're so love they so love their citizens so much that during a boycott, they deploy out all the police and a f- and fucking tanks. Now you know, he's saying, well, then what's what's the what's the overall issue? Well the overall issue is that up to thirty uh, percent of all of China's GDP comes through the housing market. It comes through all of those mortgages and everything. If people just stop paying their mortgages, this is a disaster area. That's 30% of your entire GDP. Gone in the blink of an eye, and that is catastrophic. You might not think, oh, well, you said the rest 70%. No, 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 no. That's not all that matters, because that's not just going to... The housing market isn't going to affect just that area. It's going to have an effect everywhere. It's going to be a disaster, because you probably have, like, foreign investments in some of these different housing development companies, and that's, you know, once that drops out, well, then that causes back areas... And that is not good. That, of course, China is trying to do their best, but obviously, since it's China and the government is not doing well, well, it is, of course, not doing well. Of course, China thinks that they have anything to win, but all they are doing is they are slowly but surely killing themselves, and truly, it's not, not going to well. It really isn't. Not, not, not going too well. So, I didn't know who this person was, and I actually had to, you know, look look on, you know, Twitter. Or not Twitter, but Inst- I had to look at her own Instagram page to actually understand who the fuck she was, because I, I mean, I partially still don't know who the hell she is. So, actress Florence Pugh, or Pugh, I don't know. It's P U I, I don't know. Says online trolls were angry that she was confident enough to show her small breasts when she wore a gown with a sheer top. Now, I have seen the image in question, and I don't I don't think many people are hating. As in fact, uh, if we pull up here... We'll, we'll, I'll even pull up the image. I believe this is the image. Because there's no way that this isn't the image, okay? Like, looking at her Instagram... Okay, there's no way this isn't the image, but she has an image that she posted a few days ago. That says technically they're covered, uh, from like her wearing like a pink dress and everything. And of course, so there's one down here. It has 1.3 million likes, by the way. Okay, it is on her Instagram. Yeah, this is this has got to be it. It's all black. It's got like a broad top and everything. Okay, Never mind. I'm looking through here. I'm looking through some of the some of the comments. Here I'm not seeing any sort of trolls. I'm just seeing simps, people going a magnificent sleigh, you know, all sorts of this. You know, I'm not seeing any sort of trolls, okay? And this is where most of the top comments are, okay. Clearly I'm not seeing anything. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's from some of the the Spanish that I don't speak. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to lie, she looks really lovely, looks like a very nice outfit, very modern, but of course, the, uh, she addressed the online fur when she wore a sheer gown to the fashion show in Rome, Italy, uh, said that trolls attacked her for wearing the sheer dress and made fun of her small breasts that were exposed in many photographs. She made comments in an interview with Harper's Bazaar magazine. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I highly doubt this. I'm I'm very doubtful. Believe me, I'm I'm not doubtful that people did this, but are they being truthful, or are they just saying shit to say shit? Anyway, I was comfortable with my small breast and showing them like that, and it aggravated that I was comfortable. She claimed I was just a. Al- al- was, it was just alarming how perturbed they were. They were so angry that I was confident, and they wanted to let me know that they would never. Do do I wank over me? Well, don't. God. You know, it's always interesting when, like, celebrities finally realize Instagram is. This is why I don't like Instagram. Instagram is just a softcore porn website. If you've ever gone on there, it is just a softcore porn website. I don't understand why anybody uses Instagram, ever. I just don't. If I want to look at, like, most of the time, I just want to look at news or just funny stuff. You know, I don't like going to Instagram for that. Anyway, uh, Pug had, of course, posted a response to the body shamer trolls on her Instagram as well. So many of you wanted to aggressively let me know how disappointed you were by my tiny tits. Or how I should be embarrassed by being so flat-chested. I've lived in my body for a long time. I'm fully aware of my breast size, and I'm not scared of it, she wrote. I, 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 Believe me, I, you know to be a preference come on we live in the year 2022 uh what's more concerning is why are you sca- so scared of breasts i don't think that's what they're scared of i think they're just making fun of you for having small tits i legitimately think that's it she added small large left right, only one maybe none what is so terrifying first off if you got only one and none that's a bit concerning you might be a bit of a man at that point here's the thing As a person who's watched, you know, VTubers, which are virtual YouTubers, and have them get flat jokes posted at them. If you can take flat jokes in sort of like the, hey, but like it's sort of like a joking kind of way where it's like a joke between you and your community, you'll be fine. But if you respond like this, it's really hard to defend you, Queen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. Uh, she went on to offer some life advice for those mocking her body. Grow up, respect people. Yeah, you're you're on the internet, sweetheart. I don't know what to tell you. Respect bodies. Respect all women. I don't know what that is. What, what's that word? Respect humans. Life will get a whole lot easier, I promise. If that's the case, then by God, kumbaya, we live in a utopia. When that happens. Uh, she also, uh in the interview that so many people were obsessed with the sex scene shown in her latest trailer. Or the latest movie with music star Harry Styles. When it's reduced to your sex scene, she said, It's not why we do it, it's not why I'm in this industry. Who says, I'm best known for my role in the grizzly horror movie uh, Midsommar and the superhero... Oh, that's where I recognize her from. It's like, she kind of looks familiar. Oh, she's a sister of Black Widow. That, of that movie that I never finished, because it was so shit. I fucking hated that movie, it was so boring. Anyway, enough about my complaints about Widow, I was like, she kind of does look familiar. But I couldn't put my finger at me. I couldn't put my finger at where I thought I'd seen her from. Now it makes a whole lot more sense. Here's the thing. Yes, there's going to be people who attack. If you're not having tits or the biggest tits online, or you know, large tits that are larger than like an A or B or even a C cup. Okay, I get that, maybe even a D cup. Some people would, Steven, but people are gonna make fun of you no matter what you look like. Okay, I've seen women that are absolutely the hottest fucking thing on the planet, and you'll still see people like, Bro, L, She she's only like a five. It's like, What are you talking about, bro? I've seen, you know, I've seen this, no one, not everyone is going to like every single person, okay? There's not just one person out there that everybody just universally goes, God dang, that person is the hottest. There's always going to be somebody else who disagrees that's like, Nah, this person is. No, this person is. No, this person is. So there will never be anybody that fully agrees with whether or not someone is hot or not. If people roast you about the way you look, that's just how things are. Here's the thing. People are going to find any way to exploit your, you know, weakness, or your your what your what so-called weaknesses, and exploit them for their own personal gain of laughter, or whatever else they want. Because, you know, maybe they didn't get fucking hugged enough as a child. Maybe they just had some rough childhood trauma that they need to let out. And well, there you go. They're letting it out right there on the internet for all to see. The fact that she even admits to—I oh, you know—don't wake to me. It's like, yeah, believe me, I wasn't planning on it. God, its, it's just a bit frustrating. Well, thanks to uh, the AP style book, they've given us some uh, some guidance on when it is appropriate to use pregnant women instead of pregnant people. Let's read this, shall we? We now have guidance saying that pregnant women or women seeking abortions is acceptable phrasing. Phrases like pregnant people or people seeking abortions are acceptable when you want to be inclusive of people who have those experiences but but do not identify as women. Well, thank you. Pregnant women for women seeking abortions is acceptable phrasing, phrasing like pregnant people, people seeking abortions is also acceptable to include people who have those experiences but do not identify as women such as transgender men and some non-binary people use judgment and decide what is most appropriate given, given, given a given story neutral alternatives like abortion patients are also acceptable but do not overly use clinical language like people with uteruses or birthing peoples. How dare they? But you know what? We learned a lot. I learned a lot just then. We now know when it's okay to use these terms. We gotta make the line in the sand very clear. And we just gotta understand. So you know what? Truly, thank you AP. Now I know. Am I gonna properly use them? Properly not. I'm just probably not gonna use it. I'm just gonna call them, Uh. You can't get pregnant. You're not you're not a woman. Sorry. You can't force me, because I just won't do it. I just won't do it. Well, I had seen this yesterday, and of course I'm glad that it pumped back up again, because I had saved it at that time because I was at dinner. But anyway, a so a Saudi uh woman was sentenced to 34 years. For what you might be asking, what could a woman possibly have done that would have been, you know, terrible? To you know, what did she? You know, she raped tons of people. Did she maybe murder a bunch of people? You know, what did this woman do? Well, I'm so glad that your curiosity has piqued you. Well, she was sentenced to 34 years in prison for following and retweeting activists on Twitter who were critical of the kingdom. That's right. The Saudi Arabia Special Terrorist Court determined that Salma al al Shalhab 34 had used her Twitter account to cause public unrest and destabilize civil and national security when she was first arrested and tried in January 2021, according to multiple reports. The appeals court on August 8th upped her sentence to three. So at the first time, she was given a six-year prison term, which was already way too long, but she then got it upped on August 8th to a three-plus decades after a public prosecutor asked him to consider an additional alleged crimes. Those crimes involved occasionally retweeting exiled Saudi dissidents who commented on political prisoners and supported Saudi feminist activists. Also a previously imprisoned is allegedly who was previously in prison, so yeah, a lot of stuff there. Looks like fantastic. She is also the mother of two young boys. Well, too bad for them. Their mom gets to go to uh, jail, or prison, and stay there for 34 years for retweeting some shit. Good job. Good job, everyone. Well, in news that doesn't come from the Middle East, but from a place known as... UK, schoolgirls are making videos for sick perverts and groomers on a TikTok. Now, this should have been a no-brainer that anybody could have understand, but British schoolgirls are posting videos of TikToks in their uniforms and asking for cash from groomers and social media a giant has failed to remove the clips. The Sunday Mirror had uncovered evidence that the videos had been allowed, remain online for months, with some of them being filmed in classrooms and toilets. There have been four schoolgirls involved, with three of them from the school. The girls have disclosed details of payments, and have been using suggestive hashtags like PayPigs and SugarDaddy in order to attract more groomers and boost followers. There have been some sick comments from perverts when posting, You've always got another career if your GCSEs fail. Between them, they've had they had around fourteen thousand thirty and some thirty-three thousand likes from potential predators, while the pages showed no evidence of even being moderated. Some of the girl and uh, girls' individual posts attracted more than ninety thousand views alone. Of course, TikTok finally removed the post uh, once the Sunday mirror had shown them the their evidence. Their lack of action previously, though, is worrying. Well, I mean, are you, are you sh- surprised? It's a Chinese-run app that's trying to weaken the world. And, of course, girls will do what girls do- does. And when they see all this stuff about OnlyFans constantly being like, Hey, you can make a lot of money as a woman if you're just, you know, cute enough. And even then, you can be a bit of like a 6.5 and you sh- you'll be, you know, completely fine. But, you know, that's what happens. Because, you know... And this is this is the overall actions of our very sexualized society, and what happens when you give your you when you give teen kids a phone they'll all start finding out about these things because not every parent parents the exact same, and so you end up with a society like this and complete downfall. But, you know. So, the Biden EV push back here in the States is uh, being undermined by scarce and faulty charging stations. (gasps) It's like I've been saying this the whole time. If you want to push EVs, then you need to up the charging stations and the number of systems everywhere. You know, not just, you know, in the big cities, but everywhere. If you want everyone to be driving, you know, a nice electric vehicle, you know, you need everyone involved. Not just, you know, a few cities. And then they're still too scarce. But anyway, yes. a, they... And of course, here's, here's the thing. <coughs> uh, The overall, like, like, big, you know, like, the companies that are trying to, you know, push out their overall alternatives to, like, Tesla supercharging stations, there are a lot of them are just failing. They just fail so often. Like, different, you know, technical problems, you know, faulty stuff going on, that they just don't work half the time. And so, you just have all these issues, and so your car, obviously you know, might be running low on charge, and you can be just keep going from station to station. So, it is ridiculous. I mean, seriously, I'm fine if you want to push electric cars, but there's other bits of, you know, like, facilities and other foundations that need to be put down first, okay? For most people out there, you you probably, I've gone for pretty much most of this year without really seeing any electric vehicle chargers. The only time I ever see electric vehicle chargers is when I go over to like a Best Buy location in my town and there's literally like a restaurant right like to the, uh, near it that on the back of it, it has electric chargers, like chargers for EVs because it's, you know, like a, like a nicer restaurant. That's it. That's like the only place I really ever see, like, electric chargers anywhere. And that's it. So, really not helping their case. And still, you know, electric chargers have got to be so often that it's like a gas station. Where you just see them, you know, almost every other street. Or basically every street. That's kind of what what needs to happen. Well, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Well, last story is coming from our grateful food manufacturer. Well, of course there's been a big push for uh, you know, people to start eating bugs because it's more environmentally friendly than you know, getting all of that all of that meat. Well, they're starting to now slip bugs into your food. So on Sunday the carnivore diet guru, uh Dr. Sean Baker Tweeted a photo of a bag of cheddar cheese puffs. Only instead of being made of cornmeal, these snacks were chock full of insect protein. So, on the bag, it says nutritious, sustainable, delicious, uh, on it. Well, what does it mean by by sustainable? Well, right here on the ingredients, it says organic uh, cornmeal flour, Uh, Lantile flour, fava bean flour, rice flour, organic cricket flour, seasoning, you know, uh, milk crickets, and people who, well, you know, who are allergic to shellfish may also be allergic to crickets. That's right, the snack item from the Canadian brand, uh, Actually Food, says the puff are powered by crickets. To the tune of 10 grams of protein per serving, the ingredients on the back indicate organic cricket flour was used in the post-production, and an allergy warning on the back also cautions people—people people who are allergic—you know what I just read. Obviously, if you keep looking into it, into actual actually foods, the parent company, uh, Entomo Farm, is on a mission to make cricket-based foods the first choice of individuals interested high quality sustainable protein because they produce whole roasted crickets in a variety of flavors in addition to protein powder that's right and just in case if that wasn't enough now we're we're always doing great you have you have you know even more stuff Uh, the cricket containing snacks are just a slew of new products that showcases insects as their protein source, with many quietly re- uh regating their special cricket blends to small fonts on the ingredient link. So you've got some got some savory meal bars, you've got a snow piercer cricket protein bar. Just shoot up a cricket protein bar everywhere you go. Chocolate chirp cookies. Mmm. You got even a loaf with everybody gets some crickets. Everybody. Everybody gets some crickets. Do you want crickets? I know you want crickets. hmm They're so tasty. Mmm. So good. Mmm. Yes. What's next? What's next from these guys? Seriously. I, I need to know. What's next? Grasshopper? Fly? Mosquito? I don't know. But with that, that is going to end today's program. If you did enjoy, and hopefully you did, then please do, of course, consider, you know, subscribing, hitting the like button, commenting down below if your comments on the show, and, of course, following over on Twitter and True Social. links down below, of course, all articles, and, of course, you're listening on audio. There should be a description with all that in it as well. So, thank you so very much for listening. I will see you all on Friday for another episode of the show, and hopefully a good weekend will follow. Anyway, I'll see you on Friday.